Blog Talk Radio. Once again, fellas, it's 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Welcome into the Don't Teaser Me Bro podcast. We cover it all, sports gambling, hot takes, food, music, all with a Philly flavor. And yes, we'll take your calls on the hotline. Time to get the party started. Here's your hosts, Donnie and Jeff. Welcome in all those good people out there. It is December 18th, 2019, the Don't Teaser Me Bro podcast. Big man on campus, he's down in South Philadelphia at the Sixers game. Well, probably leaving the Sixers game at this point. Sixers lost nonetheless, but look, I'm going to be solo cruising tonight, flying the skies, no co-pilot. We all know the NBA doesn't start till Christmas Day, right? another week. Has anybody watched the NBA this season? Outside of us few D-Gens who actually bet the sport? Come on, LeBron's going to be there in the end. Stop the madness. Milwaukee Bucks are going to be there in the end. Stop the madness. All this filter. If I was king of sports, you guys know the deal, right? NBA play once a week like the NFL would be so much fun. We would care so much more about the games. We really would. But Sixers take a loss now. Everybody, I believe, has a loss at home in the NBA. That's as much NBA talk as we're going to have tonight on the show because you know what tonight is? Yeah, it's Wednesday night. It's midweek. We don't even have a Thursday night NFL football game to get ready for. We got a dope card on Saturday. So much playoff implications on Saturday. So much implications. Sunday's card, not so much. There are implications on Sunday. But that card really leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah, I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan. I come directly from the city of Philadelphia. That's where this broadcast is coming from. Seven miles outside of Center City. Ten minutes from the sports complex. And how about that news coming out today in Dallas, huh? How about that news, right? Dak Prescott gets injured early in that Cowboys game. Fights through it. Doesn't have a good game. Ground game rescues him. Rams play terrible. Boy, two weeks ago, if you would ask me, maybe even a week and a half ago, maybe even on Sunday night. Man, Dallas going to come in here and destroy the Philadelphia Eagles on the weekend, right? On Sunday? Ooh, that line looks short. Anything south of three is an absolute gold mine, right? Not so much anymore. Seeing the practice today, got the beat reporters tweeting out. Hey, look, Dak can't even do jumping jacks and lift his arm. It's his throwing shoulder. Oh, my goodness. How's he going to be able to go on? How's he going to make $40 million next year if he doesn't win this football game? How about Jason Garrett? How's he survive? There's no way he survives, right? If he loses to the Eagles. Heard Donovan McNabb on the air in Philadelphia this week on radio. Why they even let this guy have a voice, I have no idea. Talking about it's a referendum on Wentz if he can't win this game. Talking about if he can't lead this team to victory with Greg Ward at wide receiver, he's got to go. Now, you know what, Donovan? You know what a referendum actually is? 
when you continuously play in NFC Championship games as the favorite and choke. When you get into the Super Bowl and you see the Patriots are there for the taking in 2004. Technically, the Super Bowl was played in 2005. And you're horrendous in that Super Bowl. You're turning it over like you're Eli Manning reincarnated in that Super Bowl. That's a referendum. That's why Donovan McNabb's not loved in the city of Philadelphia. Because of his nonsensical comments. McNabb in 99, 2000, 2001, 2003, and even 2004 for the Super Bowl. Man among boys out there. Will his team the victory? Running for 100 yards in playoff games. One of the best playoff games I've ever seen. was when they beat the 4th uh, and 24 game with Fred X. Ran for over 100 yards. They were down 14 to nothing in that game. And he put the team on his back and willed them the victory. Those were the good days of Donovan McNabb here in the city. But now all we get from Donovan McNabb is drive-by call-ins, talking about he's the best quarterback in, in the history of the Philadelphia Eagles, which is no longer the case. And I think Nick Foles put that to bed in four games. How about that? Guy can play like four games and be better than Donovan McNabb, more clutch than Donovan McNabb. 2005 Super Bowl was there for the taking, as I said. The same way Nick Foles had the New England Patriots there for the taking and took them. Surfing around Twitter, having a lot of fun today. Did a lot of videos today, getting ready for the weekend. Also doing some videos on college football. They've been fun so far, but those bowl games are horrendous. If any of you guys follow me on Twitter at RightSideBP, which probably for listening to the show, you probably know who I am, and you probably already follow. Games stink, man. First five to six days of bowl games, flat out stink. Unless you are a D-Gen gambler, like a lot of you are, and sometimes I like to partake and have a little bit of fun in that stuff, those games are horrendous. Thank goodness for the college football playoff. We're, we're only folks, honest to God, three, four, maybe five years at the most from doing away with bowl season. And really letting this thing rip in college football. 32-team playoff. Division three is a 32-team playoff. Division one AA, which is the FCS division, has a 2014 playoff. We're close, and we're getting there. Should be no more bowl games. Nobody cares about that stuff. One of my main points this weekend was, you know, college football's send-off for being, I think there's six games on Saturday. For bowl games in college football, right? Six of them. You know, the old saying goes, if a tree falls in the forest and nobody hears it, did it actually fall? Is it real? Who's watching the games? Outside of somebody that's going to place a wager on those games on Saturday, not a single person is watching those games because there are bangers in the NFL this week on Saturday. Bangers. Big-time football games. Houston going down to Tampa Bay. Well, it's a Tampa Bay 7-7, seven and seven, folks. Been playing well under Arians. Houston's coming down there. You know what, folks? If they get a win, the Houston Texans, they clinch the AFC South. That's a big-time football game. How about 453, 454, 430? You thought you were done with Houston clinching it and possibly clinching the AFC South? How about Buffalo-New England game, too? How about that one? Two double-digit win teams battling on a Saturday afternoon. 
But no, you're going to tell me somebody out there is watching Central Michigan, San Diego State. Liberty and Liberty and Georgia Southern is a bowl game. Think it, let that settle in. Florida International and Arkansas State is a bowl game on Saturday. People are actually tuning into that. If you didn't gamble on that, people are actually tuning into that. Actually, there's seven games on Saturday. Excuse me. We can't forget North Carolina A&T and Alcorn State, right? You can't forget that. How the hell can you forget that? <laughs> well, think about it. The NFL is going to out, be out here rolling those first two games to start, then giving you the nightcap. We're going West Coast, right? We'll go out to the West. Rams, 49ers. Rams fighting for their life by the skin of their teeth to try to hang in the playoff spot. San Francisco 49ers trying to stay in it to force an unbelievable Week 17 game at Seattle, possibly for the number one overall seed in the NFC. Look at those three games. And we're talking about seven bum-ass college football bowl games. You got to be kidding me, right? We're kidding with that. Thank goodness. Thank goodness for the college football playoff. Because without that, I I don't know what we would do. Like, how do we even go back to the past couple years? Like, let's just say before the college football playoff when we had four teams. What do we do? Like, I remember being as a Miami fan getting, you know, Ripped off time and time again because you didn't have enough votes to get in the two seed, even though you beat Florida State. Shenanigans like that. But outside the four, I love it. I think it's great. But outside those four games, bowl season is horrendous. We're getting excited for Alabama, Michigan. Who is? Baylor, even though I do like them to cover the point spread in their bowl game. Baylor, Georgia, probably get higher scores in midget football games, 65-pound midget football games. People are really going to get excited. Baylor, like, look, I know Baylor as a team is going to be excited, but Baylor fan base, Georgia's, Georgia's fan base is spending money on this game. Boy, I can't wait to get down there and check that game out. We're taking on them boys from Texas. Saved all my money just so I could see Baylor. Ooh, we going to whip Baylor. You know we are. Come on, man. Nobody's saying that in Georgia. Stop the madness. But we'll bet it. And if we bet it, we'll probably watch it. But you can't have a worse bowl season start, right? I mean, Friday. Yeah, bowls are starting. Buffalo and Charlotte? I'd rather watch that in college basketball than football. And you guys know I love Kent State. I got a soft spot in my heart for Kent State. You you folks know this. Utah State suspending guys for smoking weed. Does anybody care? Go and spend time with your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your cousin, your family, your friend. Go spend time with them, your loved ones. 
waste your time with Buffalo, Charlotte, Kent State, Utah. They're telling your friends, you know what? I can't wait for this weekend. I'm going to hunker down in my house. I'm going to watch me some bowls. I'm going to start with North Carolina A&T and Alcorn State. I better have that split screen ready at 2 and 2.30. I can't miss Central Michigan play. Man. I told my girlfriend, I'm going to be late to that family party. I can't miss Liberty Georgia Southern. No way. SMU Florida Atlanta. Are you kidding me? I got to be on the couch. Lane Kiffin doesn't even want to stay for that game, but I will. Florida International. Sounds like something like an exchange program, right? If you don't know college football, Florida International versus Arkansas State. Now, Washington Boise might be a decent football game. At least you got some talent on the field. And then App State is used to wrecking SEC football teams. They get UAB. Boy, are they excited. And don't miss out on the 23rd. Don't miss out now on Monday, middle of the afternoon. Marshall in Central Florida. Game should be at the bounce house down there at UCF, right? Celebrating national championships. I wonder, though. I wonder if Central Michigan beats Marshall. A, they claim a national championship. Or B, they have a parade at the Magic Kingdom if they win. That ought to be interesting. Christmas Eve. Now, this game I'm going to give a break to. I'm giving a break to this game. Because this game, over the years, has saved lives at family parties. It really has. BYU-Hawaii on Christmas Eve at 8 o'clock. I remember growing up. Early 90s. The only thing we got to watch on Christmas Eve was like ESPN year-end highlights. And I wanted to hang myself. But the advent of bowl games on Christmas Eve has been a godsend and a lifesaver to many people, including myself. So even though it's BYU, Hawaii, and nobody cares about that bowl game, I do. I do. Because when people are opening presents and you don't want to listen to your uncle, your nieces and your nephews, your sons and daughters are running wild in the house, at least you got some live football to watch, right? Thank goodness for that. Christmas Day, you spend it with your family, the opening of the NBA season on Christmas, eat your first look at these teams. Nobody gives a damn what they did. In November, come on, man. That's why ratings are at an all-time low in the NBA. The NBA should start on Christmas Day. That's opening day for the NBA. They put a marathon on. It's a great marketing ploy. Start games like 12, run them right through to 1030 at night. It's genius. I remember growing up, they used to put like one game on Christmas Day. It'd be like the Knicks-Bulls every year in the 90s. You get to watch Jordan and Ewing. Now at least you have that extravaganza to open the NBA season. Like most people sitting down like, oh, the NBA's on. Haven't caught a game yet all year. What's going on in the league? Oh, man, look at that. L.A.'s good. 
Clippers are good. Bucks are good. Yep, we all get that introduction to the NBA, right? And then you get to December 26th. More college football bowl. Oh, my, you know what? Tell my wife right now, hon, we're not going out the day after Christmas. Why not, Donnie? Why can't we go out? I can't miss Pittsburgh Eastern Michigan. We're not going to the Joneses family Christmas party because I got to watch Pitt Eastern Michigan and how much that means. At least it gets a little bit better where you actually have power five conference teams battling on the 27th. And I got to tell you, on the 28th, nobody gives a damn about North Carolina, excuse me, Notre Dame and Iowa State. What genius set that football game up? I mean, at least if you match up Notre Dame with a household name, you might get some interest. Iowa State? Come on, man. Good Lord. Penn State, Memphis? <laughs> what? Like, what are we doing here? Like, at least, like, the, even the day before, you have USC and Iowa, which on paper isn't a bad football game. But why not throw Penn State and USC at it again? What's wrong with that? A little Rose Bowl rematch. At least you have two big-name teams in it. Memphis and Penn State. Oh, yeah, Memphis. Would have, Memphis is such a big team that their coach left them for another, for greener pastures. But then you get the reprieve, man. You get the reprieve. The final four. The college football playoff. Oklahoma and Oklahoma suspended some players today. Their top sack guy and their third leading rusher. Who knows why, but they got suspended. Versus LSU and Clemson. Clemson, Ohio State, the absolute jewel. Of the season so far, right? Gotta be. Gotta be the absolute jewel. I can't say it enough. I've done videos, everything I can. To put that good word out there. That Clemson is the best team in college football. And you get naysayers out there, right? Man, they play anybody the year before? Yeah, ran a table, won a title. Didn't play anybody this year. Beating teams by 40 every single game. We'll see. Which is good. You can put the naysayers to sleep. Like you're looking at the Ohio State-Clemson game. Give me Clemson's got the better quarterback. Clemson's got the better tailback. Clemson's got the better wide receivers. Clemson's got the better coaching staff. Give me Clemson all day long. Minus two. Come on, man. Load up on Clemson, boys. But as I promised tonight, we're going to talk NFL action for this show. So we're going to let it rip. We're going to take a short commercial break here. And then we got 40 minutes to break down this NFL weekend card. Three awesome games on Saturday. And then we'll go over the ins and outs of who needs what on Sunday and what we can expect. 
and we'll have some fun with it. Take you out to a little Biggie Smalls. We'll be right back after this. Hey guys, Donnie here with RightWager.com. If you're looking for the best sports handicapping service in the business, there's only one choice, and that's RightWager.com. NFL, college basketball, Major League Baseball, and much more. 100% verified, all by third party. No hijinks on the website, no Google Docs spreadsheets that can be updated and changed. Strictly through handicappers, watchdog, and capper tech, we've been online for almost a decade. Come on, join the team at rightwager.com. The NFL is winding down. Some big money to be made in the playoffs right through the Super Bowl. And we start our college basketball season in January. So join the team here at rightwager.com. What side are you on? Right back here with the Don't Teaser Me Bro podcast. I see a guy from 541 calling in here. Should we let this guy on the air? Let's see what he wants. Don't let Hello. Don't let Hello. him on. Hello. Don't let him on. Air. Don't let him on, Donnie. Don't let that idiot on. <laughs> you are on the air, caller. Yeah, this Rob job, hey. Dude, What's I'm, good, brother? I'm liking I'm liking those right side drops during the commercial break. They're pretty smooth. Look at that, but yeah, who is that guy? Who is it, Rob? You know what I mean? <laughs> the, the, this, this unbelievable stuff. Hey, what do you got for me tonight, sorry. Rob? John? What can we talk about tonight? We got, you know, I was just ripping the college football card up, making some fun of the games, but there is some money to be made in those games as well as the NFL. Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, I love the bowl games, but let me let me tell you a funny joke. Penn so, State at one point mm-hmm. during this season was yes. ranked ahead of Clemson. That's Correct. the end of the joke. Correct. How, how, is that, how is that possible at any point? How can a team win 30, 40 games in a row? Did Clemson not beat the greatest? I mean, was that Alabama team not one of the better teams I've ever seen until they lost? I, I don't Clemson? know. I, 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 Rob Job, I don't understand the Clemson hate. I mean, God, honest to God's truth, I don't understand it at all. I mean, I know they like to say, well, you can't take last year because it's a different year. All they do is destroy opponents with the same combination that they basically had last year. Yeah. I mean, they were, Clemson was pushed to five at what, at the first college uh, football poll five, like, you know, Dabo, he come, you know, he comes out and says a lot of stuff, you know, all you, I mean, we might as well end it. If we keep winning, we got to be break number 20. It's yeah. They get a lot of hate and uh, I couldn't uh, agree more with you. Clemson is, is, if 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 people think the ACC is not a competitive conference, then push them to the group of five. 
I'm okay with that, but don't tell me because Clemson plays ACC they can't be the number one team. Yeah, exactly. And, and my whole point with Clemson this year is like, okay, because people say, oh, well, Rob Job, they, uh, you know, they only beat Carolina by one point. And I say, well, if you take the average margin of victory, it was over 35 points. So if you do play in a weak conference, the only thing you can do is wax every one of those opponents and throw in two SEC teams. Well, they weren't that – well, they don't know. You schedule these games 10 years ago. You don't know A&M is going to be down or South Carolina is going to be down. I always love that argument. Like, well, schedule better. What do you mean, you know? Yeah, yeah, what do you mean? And also, Donnie, so there was – yesterday I called in about a few games, and mm-hmm. I didn't get a chance to talk about – because I said Bama was a fade team. But when it came out who they were playing, I took a big step back. I was like, whoa, there ain't no way. I'm taking Harbaugh. He is terrible in bowl games, you know. And, Donnie, as yeah. the, the days have gone by, I keep staring at the line. I keep – okay, Donnie, you know football. You know yeah. betting lines. All mm-hmm. I do is stare at betting lines. That's just what I yes. do. I stare Correct. at them. I'm going to tell you that Alabama, coached by Nick Saban, is going to play Jim Harbaugh in a bowl game. What do you think that line opens up at? Just just give me a number. Yeah, like like without looking at this year's line, and you don't told look, me that. Don't Let's, look at yep. that number. You, you tell you. Yep, 14. 14 points. Exactly. That's I, There's yes. no way it's under 12. Correct. And, you're, and it's 7, Donnie? Yep. And look at the line. Nobody wants to move it. It's still at 7. Do you know anybody that has two legs that has taken Michigan in this game? Why? Is no, I, I don't. Yeah, I, don't, I, I guess they're figuring there might be more, you know, defections out of the program. But we always remember with Alabama, if a defensive end or a defensive tackle defects or a DB defects, there's three more five-star guys waiting right behind it. It's why every year, like you saw again this year, Rob Job, you saw the uh, first um, – you know, signing period, so to speak. Alabama number two, they're like one, two, or three every single year, which means you're getting a five-star defensive tackle one year. The next year you get it. They all just replace those pieces. The quarterback will be fine. They have a plethora of running backs, and it looks like all those wide receivers are going to play in this game. And then it's Michigan. What Are, they, are we going to open up the offense and go after it? We know Alabama can score on the best defenses. I don't know if Michigan's offense can do that to Alabama. Yeah, that's – that is what I said as soon as I, I took that game off my board because I had I had Bama as a fade team before mm-hmm. they announced the schedule because there is a lot to not like. Bama had a lot of firsts this year, uh, Donnie. Number one, yeah. they finally lost a home game. They hadn't done that since what Nixon? I mean, they, they, they literally <laughs> have won a home game I think six straight years. Also, Donnie, they're not in a college. The the, the college football title game should be called the Nick Saban Classic. He's yeah. been in it every friggin' year. Yep. So this is the first game. I think it was 2013 that Bama played a civilian bowl game. It didn't mm-hmm. mean anything. And they were laying two touchdowns in that game and never sniffed the lead against Oklahoma after yep. that uh, kick six against in the Iron Bowl. So the more I stare at it, I, Donnie, I mean, pray for me, but I might take Michigan. And the more I st- it's why is it seven? They won't move it. I, I listened to an interview with a bookie. He said he can't pay people to take Michigan, but they're not moving it. It's it's scaring me. And, you know, they do have yeah. an inexperienced quarterback, but he's still, like you said, he's still a five-star guy. But, yeah, eight out of ten, God, to eight, line... over eight out of ten tickets on Alabama in this football game. Opens up minus seven at both Pinnacle and Chris and doesn't move. I mean, outside of some juice at, like, you know, FanDuel, New Jersey, minus 115. But even the offshore books, Pinnacle's still minus seven, minus 110. Yeah, 
it's I, this. I mean, I told you I want to fade Bama, but the more I took it off my board, and the more I stare at it, I'm like, dude, don't don't make me take Michigan. Don't do it. But I just I I don't know if I can look past that line, Donnie. I mean, it's begging you. It's saying, please take Bama. Well, yeah, no. might as well be pick them. Yep. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm the same thing. That's why I thought, you know, on a normal game, let's just say if we move this game for, uh, you know, just intents and purposes to the college football playoff, right? So they were, Alabama was number one in the country. Let's just say they didn't lose. And Michigan sneaks in. They end up beating Ohio State. They're fourth. There's no way this line's game, this line is seven, right? No way it's no. seven if it was in the college football playoff. No, it, it's yeah. scary. The line is scary. But anyway, that's. That's pretty much all I wanted to ask. And maybe you had something. I'll ask one more, Donnie. What, can I possibly take the Bears on Sunday? Is it, does anybody you, you, like them? You know, you know what's interesting about that game? I don't per se like the Bears. But the thing I actually like about this game is, let's just say um, weather conditions, 35, 36 degrees, they're showing 5, 6-mile-an-hour, under 10-mile-an-hour winds. This is one of those games, I think, that actually opens up where there's no more pressure. Chicago's out of the playoffs. So if you're Matt Nagy, you're not going to say, well, we don't want to play football. We're going to pack it in because that doesn't look good for you heading into next year or Mitchell Trubisky. I think they really open the offense up, and I think it's a higher-scoring football game than what they're showing here with the total. I don't know if the Bears can win per se, but I actually think the Bears in this game, Rob Job, will look better than they have over the last six to seven weeks. Just my opinion. I think the defense will still play hard, but I think the offense is going to be able to open it up against Kansas City. Yeah, I mean it's clear weather. It's just going to be cold, and that's yeah. And what do you and what and what and if you're the Chicago Bears in this game, right? And these are the ones I like to talk about the most, where you say it's fourth and three from the fifty yard line in the first quarter. Is Chicago really punting this ball? What do you get out of punting it? Hey, let's see Mitch in a fourth and three. See if we can really press the issue. There's going to be points in this game. Forty three and a half should be a steal in this game. Kansas City's in the twenties, regardless if they're playing the seventy seven Steelers. They're going to be able to score. And I think Chicago is going to be able to return fire in this game. Yeah, I like it. All right, no, it should be a lot of Thanks fun. Yeah, time, we'll have man. some good times. And uh, I appreciate your call, Rob Job, keeping it lively as usual, my friend. Have a good night now, right? Yes, sir. You too. All right, Rob Job giving us a call there. How about that? Yeah, so good stuff. A little football-type action tonight, 30 minutes to go in the show. Just touched on Kansas City. And just to compound that game. You're seeing nine out of ten tickets on Kansas City in that football game. Like, I usually check, you know, um, SBRodds.com and also Sports Insights. Sports Insights showing 92% Kansas City. That's outrageous. Line opens up at Pinnacle, minus four, Chris, minus four. Excuse me, minus four, Chris, plus five, light juice. For the Chicago Bears. And then we're taking a look at 45. Opens up at 45. Drops to 44 and a half. Some of the sharper books. 43 right now at Sugar House in New Jersey. I'm telling you. Like, oh, Chicago Bears. Look, I understand. But let's take a look at what the Chicago Bears have been doing over the past couple weeks. Or seemingly, Mitchell Trubisky has awoken. Right? Watch this. I'm going to click on this game real quick because I just want to see some um, other stats here. Last five games, they were atrocious against the Rams out in L.A., 17-7 loss. They come home against the New York Giants, 
sort of come alive a little bit in the passing game because he had 100, well, excuse me, 193 yards passing versus the Rams. Against the Giants, they open up and they go to 270. Then they played Detroit, who we all know we saw it, right? Thanksgiving Day, 331 in the air versus Detroit. Detroit stinks in the secondary. But finally, Mitchell Trubisky woke up, actually threw them to a victory because they were down in that football game, made a couple nice throws late in the fourth quarter. Then they played Dallas, 151 on the ground, 231 in the air, and they clean up Dallas by a touchdown. Game was much worse than a touchdown score final as a victory for the Bears. And then they played Green Bay, and if you look at the score, well, Donnie, they only scored 13 points. The points I really don't look at as much. I mean, do you want a lot of points scored? Absolutely you do. But when you take a look at what they did, 96 yards on the ground versus Green Bay, 319 in the air, 11 yards per passing play. I think they could score against Kansas City. I do. I really do. And I was just talking about there with Rob Job the overall conditions of the football game. Clear, 36 degrees. Keep in mind, this is a night game. So you're probably talking about in the 40s during the day in Chicago. Not bad for December 22nd. And you're talking about wind conditions under 10 miles an hour in the windy city. One thing I do have to read up on just a little bit further is Patrick Mahomes and how he's recovering from that thumb injury. That's one thing I really do want to look at in that game. But for scoring purposes, as I was just saying also, there's no reason for the Chicago Bears to hold back in this game. There's no reason on fourth and short outside of being on your own 35 that you're not going for it. There's no reason to hold anything back because you're out. Maybe you want to build on getting Mitchell Trubisky some confidence. Maybe if you're a head coach in that Nagy, you want to build on. See that? We played in a tough division, Minnesota Green Bay. We struggled early in the year, but boy, we came on late. And that's going to be something for 2020 that we can really dig into. Honest to goodness. I think we get points in that game. I do on Sunday night. Maybe not advocate Chicago winning. Because, again, we're now into the season or the part of the season where game factors do matter. Chicago doesn't need to win this football game. These are professional football players. They understand the stakes. Yes, they're going to play hard because they're getting a paycheck. But there is a huge difference for, I got to have this game, and I don't want to get hurt in this game. And there's a lot of it in this one. But Saturday's games are really interesting. Let's pick apart some of those games for Saturday. 455, 456, right? Houston and Tampa Bay. I got to tell you, one of the more impressive coaching jobs you're going to see is what Bruce Arians is doing. Dude has a quarterback thrown for a million yards a game and a million interceptions, and this team is 7-7. Seven and seven. An awful, awful secondary they have. They lose Mike Evans. They lose Chris Godwin. They lose Scott Miller. They're left with Brashad Perryman 
this weekend as their top wide receiver. Who had a really good week last week for us, Detroit. But Godwin was like, Godwin had 13. He's going to finish the season with 86 catches for 1,333 yards and nine touchdowns. After being injured. Impressive. Now, the stakes in this football game, and keep in mind, four straight wins. Four straight wins for the Tampa Bay Bucks. After losing to New Orleans, knocked off Atlanta, 35-22, blowout, on the road. Then went on the road in-state to Jacksonville, 28-11, blowout. Played the Colts last week down 14 points, or two weeks ago, down 14 points in the second half. Win that game 38-35. Go on the road to Detroit, get a big lead, have it shrink to seven, then extend it to a blowout win, 38-17. Playing hard for Bruce Arians. Now, flip side, Houston Texans, right? Keep in mind, the Texans just like everybody else in the NFL, have two games left. They sit with the lead, a monster victory last week over the Tennessee Titans in Tennessee. Great victory. And this is the mystery, the absolute mystery of Bill O'Brien. Can't get his team up at home to play the Denver Broncos and get whitewashed. Then gets his team up to go on the road and play a red-hot Titans team and take them down in their own building. The maddening, the maddeningness, maddeningness, even if that's even a word. I should say, we'll use that as a word. The maddeningness of Bill O'Brien. So now he's going in as a favorite. Last week weren't a favorite, getting three points essentially at Tennessee. Now he goes on the road, opens up a pick of minus one to Houston as a favorite. And now we're seeing minus threes. Minus 113, minus 115, minus 103, depending on where you're shopping out there. Over-under opened up at 53 at Pinnacle. <clears throat> Excuse me, and that now sits at 49. Opened up at 53 at Chris, now sits at 49 and a half. So that's coming down. And we know why it's coming down, right? Jamie's going to be throwing to running backs, tight ends, and Brashad Perryman this weekend. Houston should be ready to roll in this game. The Sean Watson should have time to throw in this game. Their three wideouts should be able to get open against that god-awful secondary. But can Tampa Bay return fire? You might argue the Tampa Bay wide receivers now are just as bad as the Philadelphia Eagles wide receivers. And he's supposed to win a football game against a team that's ready to win and clinch. Now, also, as we were saying with Houston, I've all, I'm already in the week 17. I've got to be honest. Like, I have week 16 capped. I'm ready to go, but I'm already on the week 17. Houston wins this football game. Week 17 doesn't even matter. Tennessee goes down to Houston. It does not even matter. And they know that. If you're the Houston Texans and Bill O'Brien, don't you just want to wrap it up versus Tampa Bay? Let's go win on the road. Let's knock out. Finish Tampa Bay off. Put our T-shirts on for division champions. And then go home and laugh at the Tennessee Titans. Because we don't need this game. We can rest up. And we can get ready for round one of the playoffs. Use it as a de facto buy. Let's do that. 
And that's big. Because if you're Houston, even though you say, man, we still got t- Tennessee at home last game. If we, you don't, you don't, you can't think like that. You can't think like that. You have to wrap this up. Now, eight out of every 10 tickets are coming in for the Houston side. And I do agree with it. Because again, we're at that part of the season where Tampa Bay is saying their motivation is our two best wide receivers are down, but we're still going to play hard and we want to have a winning record. Understandable. But that doesn't compare to Houston saying, Put our stake in the ground and win the division right now so we don't have to worry about playing Tennessee in a revenge game at home. And the good part about this game is Houston is playing on Saturday. Tennessee is playing on Sunday. So if you're Houston and you played at 4 o'clock or 8 o'clock on Sunday, And you can watch what Tennessee does before you even need to do anything. They can't do that. They don't have that. They can't afford that. There's no luxury there. They actually have to get after it. So they can't sit back on the sideline and watch. You're going to get a full blast effort out of Houston in this football game. No questions asked. We're going to take a quick commercial break here. And finish up because we got some really good stuff that I want to talk about for Saturday. So that game at 4:30 p.m. Eastern time between Buffalo and New England. Something I want to get after. Back in. Are you looking for fresh opinions on sports, sex, culture, food, and more? Well, it's time for you to go check out our friends at PubSearchRadio.com from podcasts to blogs to live content and radio live in the heart of San Antonio PubSearch Radio provides plenty they have terrific soccer UFC and niche topics too leave it to me leave it to my opinion the big men on campus I co-sign PubSearchRadio.com and you can also check out people like me Dottie Wrightside Ski Profit and more check out the newest and opinions in all the blog culture, PubSearchRadio.com. Welcome back into the Don't Teenies or Me Bro podcast. Episode 4, rolling solo tonight on WNBC. Always love that from the Howard Stern show, the Howard Stern movie. But we got some interesting stuff here, and I wanted to get right back into it. We've got about 15 minutes or so left in the show. This game is fascinating on Saturday. I could do a whole, I could do a, like a whole show on like just individual games, but I know we don't have time for that. 453, 4.30 p.m. on Saturday, Buffalo and New England. Josh Allen, Tom Brady. Now, before in the past, you'd say, oh, my God. <laughs> what a mismatch. Buffalo's really going to show them the deal. Or, excuse me, uh, New England's really going to show them the deal. Josh Allen can't hold up. He's too green. Tom Brady's the best of all time. He got Gronk. Got a nasty offensive line. You got Edelman. Uh, hell, throwing Brandon Cooks. You got weapons. 
You're going to dust them. I don't think so in this game. Because you got a lot of similarities to some of these games even on Sunday here. Again, when you're betting these games in week 16 and week 17, you better know what you're betting into. You better know the scenario in and out. And I do run a service. Like for week 17, I don't want to give too much out because we are going to be unloading on Sunday night, Monday morning. I already know the tea leaves for week 17. I know what's going on. I know who needs it, who's not going to need it, who's probably going to be resting those guys, who's not going to be resting those guys, who's going to be playing hard, who's going to be saying, eh, maybe not this week. I'm really excited about that. But this game has it all, and this is intriguing because from one aspect you take a look, what a nice victory. Even though it was low scoring and ugly and Josh Allen struggled at times and Buffalo showed their greenness, as I like to say, by with a couple costly turnovers on the ground with fumbles, some interceptions. But McDermott's got a good ball club up there. They pulled that out. That's a tough place to go on Sunday night against an elite defense and knock them off, and the Buffalo Bills did that. Now, New England on Sunday went into Cincinnati one by margin for sure. But boy, their offense still doesn't look good. So you're getting the New England is an ultra-elite defense. Buffalo is an elite defense. I would take New England's defense over Buffalo's defense. I would. Because you're getting their defense and Bill Belichick along with it. So I would take that side. But if we're looking at a quarterback that's going to be running for his life, which both of them are on Sunday or Saturday, excuse me, Josh Allen's going to be able to get away. I don't think Tom Brady's going to be able to get away. Six out of ten tickets coming in on the Buffalo Bills, and I agree. Opens up at six and a half at Pinnacle. Still sitting at six and a half. Actually opened up at six and a half minus 112. Now sits six and a half minus 103. Looking at Chris, that opened up at six and a half. Now sits at six minus 111. Over under this ballgame, 38 and a half. Now down two full points to 36 and a half. And that doesn't really have anything to do at all with the weather. We're talking 30 degrees, three-mile-an-hour winds, almost identical weather conditions to what we had with the Pittsburgh, with, excuse me, Pittsburgh Steelers game. So, I mean, it's going to be fun. Big man, what's good? How are you, Donnie? Yeah, what are you, driving home, man? I am. I am. Uh, set the game tonight. Uh, yeah, definitely a rough one for the, our Sixers, but... Yeah, you know, they made a fight back. Uh, kind of rough uh, down the, down the uh, last minute, but that was a good game. Good seats. Fun night. Yeah, no, sold out crowd. It's always fun. You welcome Jimmy Butler back into town. Have that fun. So it is what it is there. But we were just dipping in, Jeff. It's one of my favorite games of the week. Saturday, 430. I'll probably already have a couple cocktails somewhere in the state of Pennsylvania. I know Santa Claus will be roaming around, family will be around, but there will be one old man out on the football field and one young man in Josh Allen and a line that currently sits between six and six and a half. Most of the listeners out there, Jeff, as you know, ah, Brady, 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 Brady. Not so much anymore, man. Yeah, you know, as I heard you talking, um, you mentioned the total is down to 38 and a half. I, I mean – he got two great defenses here. I mean, I think we all know this Buffalo defense is legit. Uh, 
you know, it's I thirty six. You know, we got thirty six at Sugar House, Jeff. Right by right oh, down by 30, South Philadelphia in our wow. neck of the woods. Thirty six. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's super low. That's super low. Uh, Twenty to seventeen, yeah, you know, man. Yeah, that's a winner, sure. Yeah. I mean at thirty eight I like it. At thirty six I don't. So yeah, it's a tough game. I mean you have um you know, I think obviously the value's kinda of going on Buffalo. You you kind of alluded to that. You know, most of the tickets are coming in on the Bills. You know, the Bills aren't really sneaking up on anyone anymore. And, you know, all of a sudden, Donnie, you're starting to get to the point where you maybe it's time to jump back on New England. Because, you know, when New England's not being bet, you know, that's kind of a dangerous proposition. I feel like you go back to it and you say, you know what, New England's New England. Anything under a, a touchdown, I'm going to buy into. Because, look, they are very good in December, you know, at home. I mean, we, we know that. And, you know, for, for it's always kind of been they've kind of defied whenever we thought they were down, you know, they come in and, and get the job done. We still know their defense is good, and uh, yeah, I I don't know. I think by Sunday or by Saturday, if this is you know this is still where it is, I might I might consider taking New England here. Seems like kind of the the trendy side to take Buffalo and against New England. You're towing the you're towing the wood on that one. Yeah, because because what what. Like, if you're betting the Buffalo Bills, they're going to give you an honest effort. They're a really well-coached club, same thing as New England is, and you have the more athletic quarterback. He's going to make some plays in that game. But can he make enough? Because when we talk about what you need for victory, this isn't like – even if you talk about it like a New England defense of four or five years ago, which was good, this is a really elite defense, not going up against a really elite offense. Look, Josh Allen has a cannon. There's two things we know about Josh Allen. He's going to make some impressive throws, but he's also going to miss the ones you can't miss. Those three passes a game that will separate you from beating the really good football teams. Josh Allen usually doesn't make those passes. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, he's still a kid that's broke pretty green. And, you know, look at any rate, I mean, we could say what we won last week about Pittsburgh's ineptness, but... You know, for a little large parts of that game, it was it was a one possession game. So, yeah, I, I hear you. Um, you know, and, and that's where this under could, could maybe be a little sharp. But yeah, it's a tough game. I, I think the value's almost kind of going on Buffalo. Now, Jeff, when we talk about Sunday afternoon, I mean, we're we're going to be excited just because we're Eagle fans and Dallas is coming to town, and it's fun when stuff is on the line, which basically the NFC East Championship is on the line here. Now, I know we we like to. Being gamblers here a lot of the times, you know, some people will talk about just make sure you get the best line possible and that's all you can do in sports gambling. Now, some theories would be correct on that, but I would have rather have in circumstances, if I'm going to lose a point or a point and a half in the NFL, I would rather say it that, you know what, awesome. I got all my guys in the game. I capped it this way. Even if the line went from four to five and a half, I feel more comfortable with the five and a half because I know exactly what I'm getting weather-wise and player-wise here. So a week ago, you saw the Dallas Cowboys open up at the minus one and a half or minus one. You said, boy, that looks like a steal. Let's jump on it right away. Let's take some money and, and bang it. Now, as we look across the board, you know, Chris is showing two and a half, DraftKings two and a half, Sugar House minus two, minus 115. So theoretically, you still have the better number. Now you see coming out, Dak Prescott can't raise his arm. And you're saying like, and, you know, even though if you would have got the minus one, which some people did, sometimes I just like waiting it out. Like, if, you, if I would tell you right now, Jeff, you can have minus one, Dak Prescott's going to be hindered, but the line's going to close at two. Some people will tell you that's all that matters. You got the best line. 
I would tell you I'd rather lay three with a healthy Dak Prescott. Oh, you're crazy. You see what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, I was I was definitely looking Sunday night to, to jump on this game. But, you know, for whatever reason, I, I guess something in the back of my head just told me, you know, wait on this game, you know, if you like it. Because at, at, I think at that point it was one and a half. So I thought, you know, mm-hmm. at, at two and a half I'm still going to like it. At three I'm still going to like it. Um, and I still haven't made the play on this game. I, I, I guess for whatever reason, I, I just haven't bet it. I think on in the and also in the back of that, I think you know I know what the Eagles team is. I know what they are. But you know the Dak Prescott news is concerning. But yeah, you know it's funny, Donnie. We um, you know, Ryan's with me, and, and we went out to we went out to dinner before the game. We went to Celebrities, uh, which is one of my favorite uh, restaurants in Philly, and. Uh, get some pizza and, and hang out and I call one of my yeah, friends. yeah I, I, I call one of my friends I, I had him come by he lives in South Philly and first thing he says as he walks in he goes Eagles are going to get wrecked this weekend I said you think I said yeah I said he's like I bet it already I got one and a half I said damn where'd you get one and a half and I mean he got obviously the best number but then he said you know just something like about Dak Prescott, and even Ryan told me today, you know, Cooper Rushman have to play. But does it? I mean, I mean, I'm being honest. Like, does it really matter? Seriously? Like, if if Cooper Rush plays, is it that? Are you that like you automatically yes. say, wow? Yeah, no, you can't have that. Yeah, you could. Don't you remember a couple years ago, Jeff? The I same mean, game was actually played in Dallas. If you remember the week yeah, before Kyle, the Eagles played Kyle five Horst, years ago, yeah. Kyle. Yes, correct. Yep. Yeah. But but if you remember that game was a, a, a close. I mean it was like very close. Yes, games. extremely that's close. That's what I'm saying. Yes. But that's what I'm saying. Like this team. You, by the way, quick Eli trivia Manning. question, Jeff. Quick quick trivia question. That game. Who had the interception for the Eagles late to seal that game? Oh come uh, on, he's cheating. Somebody in the background's cheating. I know. I heard it. Well, he, no, I actually knew. But he, it was a it was a deflected <laughs> pass. Brandon yeah. Boykin. Yeah. Yep. You damn um, right it was, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I mean I'm just saying like. This team almost lost to Eli Manning. This team lost to, to Ryan Fitzpatrick. This team had a lot of trouble with Dwayne Haskins. I mean, look, I know it's backup's a backup, but I mean, this team has defied, like, expectation all year. It's, but, yeah, I mean, obviously the news coming out about Dak is, is definitely concerning from a, from a Cowboy perspective. And, and for the Eagles, you know, I think confidence is an all-time high, but I don't know. I, I'm kind of excited, Donnie, about – because it was weird on Sunday. Did you notice that, like, is there a team in this league that is more like, you'll say a guy's playing and then he never plays, right? So, mm-hmm. like, they literally had two receivers the entire game. And did you notice, J.J. Ortega-Whiteson had no catches. <laughs> like, how is that possible, dude? Like, you have two receivers, him and Greg Ward. Robert Davis didn't play. I don't, I don't think I remember him in the game. So it was literally, no, he, uh, yeah, he, he actually he actually did play in that game because the beat writers were reporting like, oh, he had Davis wide open on that play. He didn't factor into I, anything in that game. And also keep in mind, Jeff, they had four cornerbacks in the game. Like, forget about the safeties. The four active cornerbacks for the Washington Redskins, not a single one ranked in the top 100 in pro football focus, and he couldn't get open and get a catch. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, I mean, and it, still, it goes to show you, though, how – you know, how dire the situation is right now for them. And, and you know, look, they're, you know, God, for, God love them. They're, they're finding ways to win games. But, 
Yeah, it's it's just a battle of ineptness, man, between these two. It's just, you, know, you kind of just what's the what's the total sitting right now, Donnie? Uh, total is uh, forty six at DraftKings, forty six at Sugar House. Seems high, no. If Dak, if Dak, if Dak, play, if Dak, yeah, if Dak Prescott has an AC joint injury in his throwing arm, that's high, absolutely. But do you, do you just take a shot though and say, even if he is healthy, you know, I think both defenses are decent enough, and you know, neither team, you know, is particularly good in the red. You know, well, at least the Cowboys aren't good in the red zone. Forty six. I I was surprised you said that. I was thinking for whatever reason it was like forty two or forty three, but. I don't know. It, it's definitely something to think about. You know, I'm sure Dak will play because it's obviously a huge game. But sounds yeah, it has a lot of feel. I tweeted out earlier today. The uh, Pittsburgh Steelers played the Denver Broncos a couple of years ago, and Ben didn't throw all week with the AC joint injury, and then throws for over 300 yards. So you got to always take that type of stuff with a grain of salt. But if they're right and ready, the Dallas Cowboys offense, they'll put up 400 yards on the Eagles defense. But if he's not right. Maybe they lean more on the ground game and the run, and you're right. You know, took it about a 46 with a quarterback that's not going to be able to extend. And we're talking about the Eagles. Even last week when Wentz had a really good football game, outside of Miles Sanders running draw plays, where were the chunk pass plays? They weren't there. By the way, Don, I meant to ask you, um, so did you end up seeing what the first half and Gonzaga ended up at? Yeah, exactly. I was looking all around, and I saw the sevens, which was the absolute best number on the board. So I guess if you waited in that game, you took a loss. That was I actually saw that yeah, at the I, half as we were going on. I also, Donnie, want to kind of uh, kind of rant a little bit. I, I last three nights, Donnie, I'm thinking listen, – listen to this trifecta I've taken over the last three Go. nights. Okay? I, take, uh, I took um, Arizona State tonight. Okay? They lose by 40. I took Providence last night. It Wait, you got our, you took Arizona State tonight? I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey, man. We look, man. It doesn't matter sometimes if you lose by one or forty, but woo, that's a tough one. There. It yeah. was it was fifty. It was fifty-one nineteen at the end of the first. Oh, wow. What is has Gonzaga put up ninety-six ever? Like ever? I mean, it's just, you know, you it's say, one of those same areas, where, yeah. Good Lord, man. Yeah, same like, match, yeah, same that's match. like a full game. That's a full game for them in one hand. It's like, I, I mean, you look at it, it's like, you know, some nights you'll have, you'll have these weeks where you'll three or four games that are just like, like last night, uh, Providence at 53, Arizona State man. tonight at 56. Oh. I mean, it's just rough stuff, man. But I'll tell you, man, right now you got to be low on your back. Like, you can't be firing away because – there's a lot of new, like these neutral court, these just random games. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's rough, but yeah, I remember us talking last night about that Gonzaga game. How we, cause they ended up covering the game. I think they won by thirteen or fourteen. But yeah, they, I, I think it, they won by thirteen points. If you had the closing line in that game, I well, I think it got up to like fourteen. Let me see what it. Uh, let me see what that game closed at tonight. Let's see. I think that's a nice effort by uh, by USC. I mean. You put up 81. That's pretty impressive. I mean, without your point guard, I mean, without your, you know, without your catalyst at offense, that's that's impressive. Yeah, it closed at 14 tonight. It ended up 94 to 81 as the final. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, there were some weird scores, man. I saw uh, I saw LSU lost outright to East Tennessee State. I saw uh, 
couple of weird results, but uh, Utah yeah, State by two to... over South Florida. I saw one of those. Yeah, it was. There were some weird, weird results for sure. I know. Uh, I think Georgia Tech lost at home to Ball State. I think it's <laughs> weird things. But did you watch the Sixer game? I watched the fourth quarter with about three minutes to go. They were getting pasted, and I sort of tuned in when they were down like six points or so in that game, watching it down the stretch. With the uh, and then finally with the uh, go ahead. That final play, I mean, look, I mean, Al Brett Horton, Brown. I mean, what, what are you doing there? I mean, is that what Brett? Is that what Brett Brown called? Is that what? Is that what he called from the sideline, Jeff? That play? I'm sure he did. I'm 100 percent sure he did. I mean, what are you doing, Al Warford? Al Warford was terrific the whole game. I'll tell you that Heat team, man, they got a lot of they got a lot of heart in that team. There's not, I mean, Donnie, they have no talent outside of Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. It's just literally nope. like r- rookies and like, like Kendrick Dunn. Shit on the Sixers, dude. Like, shit on them. The Sixers were up 41-28, Donnie. Yeah, first half. Yep. I mean, mm-hmm. 27-7 run. Laughable. But no, I, 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 I watched it as it went. But how about in the last, like, you know when you get, they uh, miss the free throws and you come down? You get your all-world point guard that can take anybody he wants off the dribble. He's seven foot. He can destroy a point yeah. guard. He wants nothing to do with going to the rim because heaven forbid if he gets – most point guards would be like, I'm going to the rim and you're going to foul me. And I'm thinking two free throws for a tie. He's like, if I drive to the rim, don't foul me and I got to kick it out. I'll also continue to say it. Joel Embiid makes me fucking cringe, man. Like, <laughs> dude, he is – it's the same old, same old with this guy, man. There's a turnover late was brutal. I mean, the one turnover yeah. he had, it was ugly. I mean, he, he I'm just sick of the same song and dance with this guy. I'm tired of it. But yeah. I'll say, Donnie, if you ever go to a game, man, um, sitting where we sat, man, it's, it's weird because, like, some of the teams will, like, stand the old time. And I'll tell you, Donnie, you got his asthma, man. You're talking about a guy that doesn't give a fuck. Like, he, he was arguing with fans the whole night, Donnie. Like he, really? You'll tell him to sit down, and he'll yeah. Ryan's here. Like we were, we were going back and forth with you, Don the all night. Like, you know, I said to him, like, dude, you're still in the league. What are you, forty? Like, he said, yeah, I'm still in the league. I said, that's crazy. Good for you, man. You know, and, and people are just jawing him all night. Myers Leonard, all these guys, man. They don't. I never heard. I never heard players go back with fans like that. It was just weird, but. Uh, but yeah, you did a nice job, Donnie. A little solo act for you. Yeah, a little fun tonight. We'll wrap it up tomorrow. You know, our last show of the week. We'll go out with a bang. We'll talk some NFL. We'll have fun and do what we yeah. do right on on the Don't Teaser Me Bro podcast, right? Yeah, we'll be we'll be back to uh, Thursday night, ten o'clock Eastern. No, no football this week, so mm. um, we'll get we'll get back to the show. We'll, we'll get back with some calls. I know. I'm sure you didn't take any tonight. You didn't. Uh, you're not a big call guy, Donnie. You like the no. Rob Job called in. We had a nice call with Rob Job. Okay. Tonight, yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 All right, Donnie. Well, listen, man. Uh, I'm sure you'll end the show. I'll, I'll let you do it, and I'll. Uh, I actually want to listen to the intro. I, I don't. I, I don't think Ryan's heard it, so I'll let him hear it. The outro. You want to listen to the outro coming up, Jeff? Sure. All right, man. Have a good night, boss man. See ya, buddy. That was the big man on campus calling in live. Look, we're going to do it up big tomorrow. Now. We're going to have fun because, again, me and Jeff get off Friday, Saturday. Ryan was in the car with Jeff as well. And we're going to have a nice time on Saturday. All the family, the five families are going to get together, have a good time out there in uh, Lancaster in that area. And 
really good off. Jeff's going to bring the maple donuts. Thank you, Jeff, for doing that for us here. But uh, we got time. We are going to get out of here. So I do want to thank you guys for tuning in tonight on the show. Don't teaser me, bro. Podcast will be back tomorrow. Same time, same place, 10 p.m. Eastern time. The big man will be sitting side by, well, not really side by side, but on the air with us as well. And we'll have some fun. So we're going to get out of here. Enjoy the night. We'll be back tomorrow. Thank you for tuning in to the Don't Teaser Me Bro podcast, Sunday through Thursday, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. As you know, we cover it all, but if you do need some more, follow Jeff Nadu on Twitter at Jeff Nadu and also get his work at bmocwins.com. If you would like to track Donnie, check him out on Twitter at Right Side VP and also his work at RightWager.com.